Hey, it's EDB, that's Eric Deshaun Barrett here on this day three of month four, 2023 years after awesome sauce things have occurred. It's Monday, it's April, and it's about time to get this party started. Yes. It's good to be with you on behalf of the platform of which you've chosen to consume this. I appreciate it as I'm sitting here making all sorts of noises, trying to get everything all in order, uh, trying to get my life together, feeling a little discombobulated, had a weekend. I'm sure you had one too, uh, especially if you're listening to this when it's released, then you're probably fresh off of your weekend. I hope it was more exciting for you than I'm not gonna say that mine was. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here act like my weekend wasn't wasn't you know it was bad. It wasn't bad. Just was a it was a lot in it. You understand? And uh, we're gonna talk about all that. Uh, we're gonna talk today. Get into uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna get into my weekend a little bit. We're gonna talk about uh, WrestleMania 39 potential sale of WWE. We'll talk about MLB, uh, MLS. We're going to talk about NCAA today. Uh, we're going to check my emails, talk a little bit. Diversity, Earth, uh, Community Gardens, Public Health, Holy Monday, Independent Artists, NCAA. We're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk about uh, some news to conclude. A couple projects that I'm going to work on this week that I hope to get uh, all up in my life. All those things we're going to talk about here in just a few moments. But before we get to all that, Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ, how are you doing over there? It's so good to have a chat with you. So good to be with you on this Monday as we're kicking off uh, Holy Week. Yeah, so good to be with you. I'm sure we're going to get together and talk about some things in just a few moments. All that's going to come up here. But before we get to that. We want to take a few moments to. Uh, just relax a little bit. I want to put into your head. Some things that is probably going to trigger. The need for a moment of relax if you will. Uh, the tornado. Uh, that killed about 32 people. That's something that's going to have you feel in some type of way. Uh, the biggest snowstorm of 2023 is being projected. It's April and we're still talking about snow. Climate change is real. Mm-hmm. That's something that, that that's definitely going to be on your mind. Russia's over there talking about, give me war. Hey, war. You, war. Yes, come here. Come hither. That's what Putin's over there talking about. Then there was a train over in Western Montana. uh, Derailed. About 25 cars uh, derailed. Oh, the good news that came out of the last 48 hours is the Pope is still here. That 86-year-old man is still kicking. He's still out there trying to uh, get to it, to it, if you will. And so we're appreciating of that, that, that sunlight, if you will, in the middle of a uh, seemingly horrid storm. But that's what 
some things that is on your brain or that is possibly going to be on your brain and some things that is going to, uh, as I say, trigger your need to chat a little bit. And so with that, we're going to uh, put about a good two minutes on the clock. A good two minutes. Mr. DJ, Ma'am DJ has something for us to get us through that. We're just going to... I like to say, when you take in, you're taking in all of those things. So in those two minutes, you're going to take in the people who uh, have been affected by the tornadoes. You're going to take in the the winter storm problems that people are still dealing with. You're going to take in the Russian war. You're going to take in the train. You're going to take in the, the gratitude. And then you're going to, when I talk about gratitude, the Pope. Some of you, that was very, very traumatic, not knowing what was going to happen as it pertains to him. So all that emotion, we want to take all of that in, just, I did it wrong. I was trying to get rid of it. You just, you, when you inhale, you just take it all in like you're balling all up, balling all up inside, and you let it all out. That's what we're going to do here in just a few moments. Mr. DJ, Ma'am DJ, and I'm Binary DJ. If you could play the music for us, get us all popping, if you please. DJ, ma'am, DJ, non-binary DJ, I appreciate you for uh, that. I, I was looking down. You know, the creative thing about artists, we're going to talk about that in just a few moments, is their ability to come up with wonderful names that I dare not even try because I'm going to butcher them. I'm really going to butcher them. 
And so I appreciate this artist. You can check it out. I'm going to spell it out for you and allow you to to go out there. And it's V-O-J-A-N-A-T-S-M-X-N. A-T-S-M-X-N and V-O-J. Blade Fury is what you listen to. You can find that on the YouTubes. You can find that on Apple Music. Uh, Spotify's got it too, even though I don't deal with them, but they got it. All those different places you can pick that up and show that some love. Put that in one of your playlists. Make that make that, make that something that, that goes off on replay. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, put that in there and get to it to it, if you will. Thank you. Shout out to Mr. DJ again, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ for allowing us that opportunity, allowing us this folly to be able to share. And that opportunity of uh, morning breath, if you will. Morning by morning, new breath. That's not the way the Bible says. I don't, I don't, that's the way the song says, greatest thy faithfulness. You heard that song. They probably sung that down in church. If they haven't, they're getting ready to sing it somewhere here in the next couple of days. They're going to sing it. Morning by morning, new breath I shall have. Oh no, that wasn't, that wasn't it? Okay. Anyway, I thank you again. Check that out. That that wonderful track that uh, got us all motivated and all excited and <sighs> got us ready to talk about other things. Got us ready to deal with the day. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Got us ready to deal with the day. All right. Ooh, again, check that out on all the places. Was it again? V O J and A T S M X N. Blade Fury. You can check that out and enjoy another moment of breath while you're at it. Hmm? Ah. My goodness. Um, I would like to... Uh, whew, we got to get this party started here. And then... It's a good thing we did that whole breath thing because... We got to. We got a lot of things to talk about here. A couple things is I, I wrote some notes down here that I want to uh, uh, try to. Well, just in case I forget one or two things, let's start with this. Uh, this uh, let's rip this up. I don't need this here. And we're we're it's a trash can. Trash can's right over here. Uh, let's start with this this WrestleMania weekend. 161,000 people uh, jammed into SoFi Stadium, not not at the same time, over the course of the two days. And I don't know about those NXT numbers. They, they definitely didn't add those in there. So if it's 161, I'm thinking, what, maybe 180-some thousand, maybe almost uh, 190,000 people. Uh, jam-packed and when you add in all of the different expos and all that stuff and you know the uh, the Hall of Fame it's got to be added in there uh, that well that came on Friday night after Smackdown so uh, about 200,000 people uh, came to or, or participated in the Wrestlemania weekend that's, that's some pretty dope numbers uh, for WWE, WWE is normally for WrestleMania, but now they're doing the whole weekend thing. You see, so they're not they're not coming out with the uh, with the with the one day event. You know, back in the day, uh, SmackDown was on a Thursday, 
and uh, or even when it was on a Friday, but you know it was you, you kind of waited two days, and then uh, you had the Hall of Fame on Saturday night, and then you went into WrestleMania on Sunday. Uh, but now they do the Hall of Fame on Friday. They do NXT on Saturday morning. They do night one on Saturday night, night two on Sunday night. And then they got the Raw after, which is going to be tonight. If you're listening to this on this May 3rd, excuse me, not May 3rd, April 3rd. Why am I trying to get to May? Well, that's my birth month and um, vacation time. Lord, I, I, whew, yeah, that thing. Um, but the numbers were good. But that that's not what's on my mind. I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start off with where I was. Alright. I'm alright. I just wanna let you know that I'm fine. Everything is good. I did not have a heart attack. I came pretty close in one or two matches. Um that Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn match, uh, that 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 sent me somewhere. Had my heart racing a little bit. That's why I can't really watch sports. Because I'm afraid that my my equilibrium, my heart cannot it, it just cannot take sports. You're sitting there and you because uh, uh, these every single match was, you know, it was like hit or miss. It could have been anybody's ball game. Sheamus and and um, Drew McIntyre and Gunther was was another one. Um, it was, you know, especially around the end, you was sure Oscar was going to get the job done. You know, uh, what's her face? Uh, Sasha, not Sasha Banks. Uh, she's over in, in New Japan. Um, the black, uh, what's that black girl's woman? Oh, you know who I'm talking about. EST. Bianca Belair. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry to, to get there through with the black girl's name. But then again, she's black. So, you know, I guess she is a black and she's. She's a big girl. She's an adult girl, so I, I guess it's all right. Nonetheless, she had held the, the piece of business for about a year. I think Gunther has been uh, champion, if not a year. I think it's at 260-some-odd days, so in about another 100 days, he'll be in a year. So WWE seemingly is going for longevity in championships. Uh, we were talking about NXT. With uh, Braun Breaker, he he lost a piece of business to uh, um, Hayes, uh, Camelo Hayes. Uh, he had held it. I don't. I guess about a year or so, somewhere in there. So 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 uh, Bianca's over a year. Camelo uh, dethroned Braun. That was a year. Um, how long is uh, Austin, who beat John Cena? They said it was the passing of the torch. It was a screw job. He kicked him in the balls, and I mean, but you know, they it, it was it's very conflicting, especially when you watch the press conferences. Because I watched the Saturday night press conference. I did not watch the Sunday night press conference. I didn't want to see the Sunday night press conference. I was done. I talk about that. I tweeted out. I'm done. I'll talk about that in just a few seconds, but I'm sure you can figure out why I was done. Um, but I was watching the press conference on on Saturday night with Triple H, Paul Triple H Levesque is what they call him now. Actually, that's that's his name, so let me not be disparaging. But I was looking at the press conference, and and he was he's trying to paint the picture that this is legitimate. 
I mean, well, I guess it is. I mean, it, it, it has its legitimacy. That's a good way to put it, right? Okay, cool. But he, he's trying to paint this this picture, which I guess I could be all right with legitimacy uh, in its own right. But it, 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 to me, takes away from the fact, you know, this is scripted. You know, you know, this is predetermined. And and now you got all these these ideas. Uh, I think DraftKings is is uh, in on the deal. I didn't participate because you know I I I got all my stock in the FanDuel. Not that I really you know get into the betting or have gotten into the betting in a while. But they're the DraftKings boys. The WWE is, and they they literally let you uh, uh, bet on. Who's going to go for the cover first, and all these other good questions that that I wonder. I wonder who makes up these questions. I'm I'm trying to figure that out because is 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 it? Is it I took a sip of water. Is it WWE? Definitely can't do that, can they? Um. Well, I, I don't know. Because if you talk to old wrestlers or hear their stories, if you will, as I put my top back on my lid, back on my water, got my new desk here and got a, it's got a cup holder on the side that I can sit the my cup in so it doesn't have to be on the desk. You know, yeah, it's, it's the way they thought of everything with this piece of business. But um, WWE can't be a part of that. But if you talk to old wrestlers, what I'm trying to what I was getting to is I lost my train of thought. Uh, they'll tell you that they go out there and they kind of all they know is what the finish is and then how they get there is is their own business. So I would guess that, you know, the Triple H's or the the uh, whoever those producer people are, those agents, as they're called, wouldn't technically know all of those intricate details. I don't know. I'm not a part. I am not one of those wrestling blogs that love to pretend like they know more than they do. And then when they get in front of the wrestlers, they like to act like they're all humbleized. Um, I don't know. I'm curious as to I'm curious as to the business aspect. I, I don't give a shit about what, all this other good stuff. That's why that's why I really don't listen to those wrestling podcasts because I don't really care. But I am curious about how uh, we get into the betting aspect of it and how, how this is going to you know turn out, if you will. Nonetheless, they got those questions out there about the betting and Triple H is doing everything he can. Triple H, Paul Triple H Levesque is doing everything they can to to legitimize it. And and, and it, it I mean, it's working. You know, you had George Kittle out there uh, handling business. You had Patrick McAfee. But Patrick McAfee is really a WWE superstar at this point. I think he's still under contract with him. I'm, I'm almost certain he is. Snoop Doggy Dog was up in there. Bad Bunny was up in there. Um, Al Michaels was up in there. Al Michaels was there. That was crazy. Um, you know, Al Michaels is the, the famous, uh, football announcer is Al Michaels. He was up in there. Who else was up in there? Had a couple of other people up in there, but let's get to some of these notes because I really want to talk about what, what, (laughs) Montez Ford. I mean, they are they, Montez for them. They did this 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 big big bump off of the uh, the top rope, which showed his booty crack, and 
And, uh, I mean, it was all up in there. They got him up there, and I'm like, yep, they're going to ask the Sundays. And uh, then you got Otis up there, which somebody needs to tell Otis, never, ever wear light colors. Just don't do it. Do not come out there in white. Well, I don't know if white would be a problem. But definitely do not come out there in, in yellow ever again. He was wearing this yellow singlet. And you literally saw a sweat spot right at his booty crack. I mean, just right there. And uh, I was I was sitting there and I'm like, is is is, is I'm, yep, that yep, I'm seeing it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sure is happening. As as I'm I'm downing my water and hoping that it stays anyway, that's another conversation. But you had Montez Ford. Ray Mysterio came out. Then now, now this Ray Mysterio thing was was pretty dope. Um, it started with the Snoop Doggy Dog, him riding in Snoop Dogg's uh, low rider, and and Snoop Dogg showed him through the back. They show him through the back, uh, riding up to, and then he gets to the to the entrance, and then the, the Viva La Raza, and then the crowd just goes mad because, I mean, how long has it been since what? Whew, how long has it been since you heard that music? And it's one of those things that you're never going to hear it again, at least not attached to the originator. I mean, Eddie Guerrero is not going to come back. Um, God bless his soul. But to to hear that and have everybody just go wild, it, that, that the crowd for that match... People say that WWE is not loud anymore and all this other stuff. And uh, you're not going to get back to the Stone Cold days and the Rock days and things like that. And all but this crowd was jacked for this Rey Mysterio piece of business. Now, let me talk about, before we get to there, let me talk about uh, uh, Dominic Mysterio. His entrance, when he they put him in the, they, first they get him out of jail and then they, uh, they put him in the back of the corrections van and then uh, the van um, backs into the arena. It's got police escort and everything. And he comes out and, and he's being escorted to the police, to the ring like um, like they did Kane back in the day, like Goldberg, except uh, Goldberg was not shackled. Kane was shackled. So it was kind of a, a, a homage, if you will, at least in my mind, to Kane. And he comes in. Now, he, now he, this I was feeling it. I, I'm, I'm looking at this kid, and he, he, I mean, he's 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 um, he's young. He's got the boy face, but he's got that hard look going. I mean, he pulled he pulled this off masterfully, did Dominic Mysterio, and uh, just tell the truth. I mean, you got this. I mean, Granny's got those Mickey Mouse tattoos on his legs, and and he's kind of bony. Um, I don't, I don't even know if the tattoos would be a problem if he wasn't just so bony, but you know, he, he, he has on his, his ring attire, uh, hides that. So you, 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 you could get with the dude. I mean, he, Dominic Mysterio was fuckable. This, this, this entrance made him fuckable. And not only did it make him fuckable, but it really enhanced this match to the point where it's like, well, this is a big fight feel. And it was it was just so, even even so he lost, of course. And we'll we'll get to that in a second. But 
some this was a this was a loss that really didn't matter. It, it it really did not matter that he lost because the whole thing in in the whole lead up was like this is pretty freaking dope. I mean, I I don't think you you hear a lot of you heard a lot of them talking. Triple H said it. Uh, excuse me, Paul Triple H Levesque, uh, Sami Zayn, and um, uh, Kevin said it. I think Rey Mysterio said it. Everybody said it. So I'm going to add my name to it. It's hard to describe how how it's it's just, it was very hard to describe what was the emotion behind this. But th- this was this this presented like this big fight feel scenario the crowd was against him as i'm putting the top back on i was going to try to get some water but i realized it was all ice and so i need to go refill my water but the crowd was completely against him the, the commentary uh even jumped against him it, it, you know it's good when you bring the color guy against you like even Corey graves had to go i can't defend this shit anymore that's when you know it's got good when everybody's against you. And so um, he lost. But like I said, it, it made for a good fight feel. It was a fight feel situation. And so I, I was totally, totally on board with that. But, you know, Rey Mysterio got the dub, beat the dog piss out of him. Ended with Bad Bunny, took the chain out of uh, Dom's uh, a hand and and uh, allow for uh, Ray to, uh, you know, do the little drop kick piece of business and hang him up on the rope for the 619. Uh, you know, then he had his family in the ring at Ray Mysterio. It's a big piece of business. You got um, the Judgment Day and, and, and Dom looking on the stage and he's pissed because his family's in there and they're, they're all getting happy and he's not involved. And, and you know, now he's feeling some type of way. KSI was out there in a prime bottle, which was, I, th- I, first of all, I thought I had read somewhere, which lets you know that you don't believe everything you read on the internet. But then again, maybe I read it when the, uh, when the, uh, the internet was down. So, you know, it was, no, I, I can't defend it. Anyway, I thought that Logan and uh, KSI were no longer working together. It's a funny thing how these two started off did Logan and KSI as bitter enemies. You know, because Logan and KSI was the first introduction uh, to the boxing world. I mean, Jake went and kind of went gun ho with it, but Logan was really where it started with boxing, and so it was against KSI. And I, I don't know, did KSI lose or did they not determine the winner? I don't remember which. I don't remember what the case was with that. I'm not. I don't, I'm not looking it up because I'm not talking about that. But um. Somebody will find it and tweet me. Hey, it's, you know, at hey, it's EDB on Twitter. Or maybe slide to my DMs on, on Instagram, same handle. Uh, nonetheless, they're out there against Seth Rollins, which Seth Rollins is starting to get this rock. Like, like you, you remember The Rock when he would, you know, the millions but but even more so when he would get out there and he would say the people are chanting his name and then people go rocky rocky 
Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. You know, Seth seemingly on that same level has the people in the palm of his hand. Like, oh, 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 oh. and he sits there with his eyes closed, like the Rock did, does Seth Rollins, and and he's just. Oh, 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 this is what the people are doing while, while Seth is sitting there with his eyes closed. Can you picture it? If not, go look it up on YouTube. I'm telling you, it's there. Oh, close your eyes. Oh, like you Seth Rollins standing in the middle of the ring. Oh, 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 and anyway, he had to be there, I guess. Um. But uh, he he uh, knocked off uh, Logan. Uh, so now, what is this? His fourth match um, because he came in first with the Miz and against Rey Mysterio and Dominic, right? Yeah, that's when that happened and um, beat them. Uh, did Logan and the Miz, and then the Miz turned on Logan in the middle of that match, or after the match is over, and gave him the final cut, or whatever his his uh, skull crushing finale is. What uh, the Miz's final move is? Who the Miz had two matches on the card. We'll talk about that in a second. But so Logan came out, and he was uh, with uh, with the Miz for that first WrestleMania, and then. I think he came back with SummerSlam and fought the Miz and then beat him. And uh, so he's got two W's under his belt, does Logan. And now he's got two L's because he went over to Riyadh. What? Saudi Arabia. What? Kingdom. What? Over the river. What? With all the people with the hats on the head. What? I'm sorry, they're not hats. They're called dresses. What? Anyway. So he was over there, challenged Roman for the WWE Universal Championship. Of course he lost because apparently nobody's going to beat Roman Reigns at this point. We'll talk about that in a second. I'm sorry. Um, so he lost there. Now he lost to Seth Rollins. So he's got four matches under his belt, two L's and two W's. And uh, yeah, Kevin Owens and KS, not KSI, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Now, Sami Zayn is another one. If... Uh, if um, what's the boy's name? I just talked about him. Mm, that's what happens when you get old and lose your brain. Um, Seth. If Seth is over with the oh, okay, I don't want to do that too long because I'm, I'm going to lose it. Um, Sammy is over with the da 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 How does that? How does that? See, I told you I was going to lose it. Um, uh, what is Sammy's theme song? It it, it comes off, and uh, I I just need to uh, I need uh, to go up here to the Apple Music since I pay them like ninety five million dollars a month. Type in Sammy Zane and see if I can't. Is that it? Any, I think this is it. Worlds Apart is his thing. Oh, 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 o
not now that's not the part that that where, where is it? Here's, there we go. Oh, 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 Seth is over with the uh, is is uh, like what is is WWE like? If you don't think about this, well, I, I, it, well, I'm hoping you do think about this. What I'm trying to say, WWE kind of takes one thing and just, at least in this instance, it looks like that's what they're doing, and just spreading it across all the different things. Like Sammy, remember? Oh. oh, 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 oh. That's Sammy. And then you go over to the Sethens. Uh, uh, oh, 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 wow. I, 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 whew, uh, now we got to go get, I told you, I, I'm, I'm, I was going to, okay. Um, Seth, uh, you, you're trying to do one song and then you mess up and now you got to, okay. There we go. No, wait a minute. There we go. Now you you over there with, with Sammy. Oh, and then you go over here with oh. It's the same thing, just stressed out between two different people. It's genius. I didn't think about it before. Now I wonder, did you think about that? Anyway, they 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 knocked off <coughs> the tag champs. Um, did, uh, Sammy and, uh, hold on, let me see what this dude wants. Uh, I'm working, what do you want? Uh, I was gonna ask you, uh, so, the blinds will be ordered, literally. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I'll be here about 12, so, uh, uh, maybe about, uh, 12, what I got, I got somebody coming at 12, anyway. Um, yeah, so call me about 12 and I, I can figure out what we can do. And, uh. Thank you for calling me last night and reminding me I shouldn't I should not help you because your guy won and now I'm pissed off about that. And I just want to tell you that so I should not help you. I said your guy won last night and I'm pissed off about that and I really don't want to help you because of that. But you know, since <laughs> I told you he was going to win. It, it, whatever. So please get off my phone. That sucked. I'm mad. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. He wants he wants my assistance, but he he yeah we'll we'll talk about that in a second. We got a lot of things to talk about in a second. Why don't I just get to something instead of pushing everything down the road? Um, we talked about Patrick McAfee. Did we talk about Patrick McAfee coming out in uh uh to the challenge of the Miz? The Miz has two matches. Um, yeah, let's talk about that. Let let me park right there for a second. Cause uh, and uh, so the Miz. Came out with uh, with Snoop Doggy Dog, and um, the Miz is very talented because the Miz can come out. He did this two nights in a row. He came out and he had all of the crowd in his in the palm of his hand. Did the Miz? Everybody was all excited. Yeah, we're here at WrestleMania. Let me get some noise. <sighs> Taking a swig for the water. 
And so he comes out. He does that, does the miss. And, uh, but then after, uh, he does the whole bit with he's you know he's all excited because you know they're they're doing their thing then he turns on the people he turns on uh snoop doggy doll goes and goes and somewhat verbally attacks him and and then he's like uh yeah you need a match this snoop dog he said this on saturday night he's like yeah i put out a tweet i went on social put out a tweet and, and nobody took me up on a challenge and then here hey you know what hold on let me go over here because something else just just tracked my attention here i'm going to add this to my library and then uh where where is um where is the uh sammy zane we're going to add that too um please tell me his thing is up here um right here There we go again. That we. What is with this O? What is with this O? You got. And then over here. I, I don't. I, what is. I, I, I'm telling you. I, I just it, it, somebody else had to think about that other than me, right? Somebody else had to think about that. All right, nonetheless, I'm calming nerves. So he comes out, accepts the challenge, and George Kittle gets in and and does a little clothesline piece of business on on the Miz, and then that's night one. Then night two, they do it all again. Snoop Doggy Dog gets in there and and does the people's elbow, throws off his glasses, which is funny because he he comes in and he. Punches out the Miz and slaps him around. His glass doesn't come off his face like he's the rock. And then he gets there. I mean, literally, it was like he's the rock. It just reminded you of, of it's, it's on YouTube. You can go check it out. Check out Triple H versus the British Bulldog. And how the rock comes in there and he's punching out the British Bulldog. He's punching out Triple H and his glasses are still on his face. And then he goes through the people's elbow and he's like, damn, I ain't got my elbow pads on. And so he takes off his glasses and he throws them in the crowd. That's exactly what Snoop Dogg did. And then he did the people's elbow on, on, on The Miz. But Shane McMahon comes out on uh, on Sunday night to respond to The Miz. And uh, punches out Shane. Uh, not punches out Shane, but punches out of The Miz. Then he does a leapfrog and comes down on his ankle. And then he goes down. And they said Shane got hurt and it calls for Snoop Dogg to come in. Now, I don't know if Snoop Dogg was just that I don't I don't I don't know if he was just that that brain savvy to just step up to the plate and I don't I don't know. You I, I am I am I, I'm almost not willing to believe that Shane really got hurt. Now I know that there's probably not going to be anybody that's going to uh that's going to say anything about this. Nobody's going to talk about this because if it was a if it was scripted, they're definitely not going to 
going to come out with it because uh, <laughs> we can take this and run with it. That That's how WWE uh, thinks. That's how they thought ever since I've known them. Like, they're just going to take a real life situation and say, hey, man, we can make some money off of this. Let's go. But there's there's a part of me that wants to believe this was scripted. I just want to believe this was scripted. And and Snoop Dogg, it was it was it was an attempt to get to Snoop Dogg. We just wanted to say something about Shane. Has Miz Miz and Shane have fought before? But they were trying to get to Snoop. That's that's what I'm thinking about. And Shane had to go down to get that 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 done. And uh, there was a Dolphins fan in the in the in the crowd, by the way. Which was fascinating. Saw his jersey on. Shout out to you out there getting to it to it. What else we got in here we want to talk about? Uh, Becky Lynch. Oh, oh, why why are all the girls got holes in their stockings? Like it's literally like they're ripped. Is, is this a thing that we're doing? Is this a fashion? Because I, I thought, well, maybe, you know, they've been in a hard out brawl and and their stockings just got ripped. But then I noticed they all were doing it. Like I think, um, I think Charlotte had ripped stockings. Uh, Rhea Ripley had ripped stockings. Uh, Becky, of course, had ripped stockings. It's, it's, it's right around the thigh. It's just like a big old gape. Not a gape. That's not fair. Well, I mean, I guess in the stockings it could be considered a gape. Um, also, something else to go back to Kevin Owens. Did anybody take me? So let me let me pause here because the story last year, around about this time, oh Kevin Owens has reached the pinnacle of his career. He's done. You know he had the business with Stone Cold, did Kevin Owens, and so uh, yeah, he's done. That's it. His his career is over. You can kiss him goodbye. And here he is this year in an even bigger program. Literally on the opposite side of the fence, if you will, because last year with Steve, he was a heel. Excuse me, Mr. Austin. Let me not say Steve like we're buddies. Last year, he was a heel. This year, he was a vicious one at that because he went up against Stone Cold. So that makes you a vicious heel. But now he's up against the bloodline. and He's way over. And he's main eventing. He is main eventing. The WrestleMania Saturday night, two years in a row. It, last year it was it was uh, Kevin and Steve, and this year it's Kevin and Sammy against the Bloodline. Granted, Roman was in the the main event last year with Brock, so Roman and Kevin literally were in the same spot two years in a row at the top of the card. That was something that was fascinating for me. Back to Pat McAfee because Corey Corey Graves um, is I, I don't think he gets enough credit does Corey Graves for how fun he is when he's doing his commentary. Corey Graves comes out calls Pat McAfee the Aaron Aaron Rodgers personal propaganda machine. That was that was that was just so hilarious to me. But also, um, uh. Kevin Owens comes out 
uh, not Kevin Owens. What was I talking about? I just got an email and a text, and it reminded me that I forgot something, and I'm totally like, <sighs> that's what happens when you check your emails. Um, Sammy and Kevin's match took me back, is what I was trying to say. The first time I felt this way about a wrestling match, it was the reason why I don't really like watching wrestling matches because my heart comes, I, I, I literally feel it pounding in my chest. I can't, I'm, I'm, I feel like that one of these days I'm going to have a heart attack watching this stuff. I'm scared to death of that. And I'm not speaking anything on me. I'm just scared to death because I just can't take it. The Rock was facing Kurt Angle. You can find it somewhere. It was around about 2000. Around about the year 2000. Maybe in the summer. Because, yeah, because The Rock was the champion. It was a SmackDown and the WWF title was on the line. And it looked like The Rock was going to lose. I mean, that was, that was the first time that a one-on-one -on -one match was that intense. Because back then, WWE was attitude. It didn't really have competitive matches they have competitive matches now except for you know that piece of business with uh with uh, john and uh mr excuse me mr cena and uh what's the bastard's name theory that was a screw job was there any other screw jobs no there was no other screw jobs on the card that was pretty much it uh, well that last one we'll talk about that in a second but Sammy uh, and 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 the main event on Sunday night with Rock and not Rock, but uh, which I think that's I don't know. We'll talk about that in a second. But um, I forgot about all the things we're going to talk about in a second. So I mean, it really doesn't matter. Well, no, I didn't because there's only one thing that I'm 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 holding out on, and that's going to be the last thing because that's the part that pissed me off. Um, the 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 uh, the the Sammy Zayn match is what I'm talking about. Sammy Zayn and Kevin. Literally had me thinking back to that time that Rock almost lost the title to Kurt Angle on SmackDown. That's the first time I went, huh, huh. and I did that at least twice. I did it with Sami Zayn and uh, Kevin, and I did it with uh, Corey, not Corey, Cody, Roman Reigns, who apparently is never going to lose this title. And it's just never going to happen. Something should have gave it away when uh, they lost last night. The bloodline with the Usos. When they lost last night, something should have went. Actually, I think it did deep down in my, in my subconscious. They're not going to let Roman lose too. They're just not. Not on the same night. They're going to drag that down the road and get some more mileage out. They, this this bloodline is just not going to just crumble in one night. No, they're they're going to they're going to systematically tear this thing apart. They systematically put it together. They rode it all the way up to Sammy, and then they dropped it right because literally we're two years into this. So this uh, what August twenty uh, twenty, I want to say, is when he won the title. Did Roman Reigns? Um, was that was that about right? Because I think somewhere in there. The moral of the story is he won the title, and then this was this slow build. And the first year, because uh, Sammy got with the the Bloodline last year, they said it right after WrestleMania. He got with the Bloodline, 
So, uh, it was this build from August 2020. No, it was longer than that. Twenty? No, we're in 23. So, last year would have been 22. He's been champion for three years? Three WrestleManias. Because Edge... Edge and Jesus. He hold on. Wait a minute. This is this is uh WW uh, uh wait, okay, let me do this. Um how long has Roman Reigns been universal champion? Let me see if this will tell me that. Uh it says the tribal chief accomplished 900 days as the reigning WWE Universal Champion. Superstar Roman Reigns completed 900 days. Okay, this was Saturday. Uh, uh, so this is going to say, as far as the Universal title goes, Roman Reigns holds the record for the longest reign at 946 days and counting. And for the WWE Championship, it's 480 plus days. If it's impressive, if his impressive undefeated streak continues, he will reach the milestone of 1,000 days as champion on May 27 this year. Which is, I'm thinking that's what they're going for. They're going for him to, to really hold the championship for 1,000 days. August 30. 2020 is when Roman won the WWE, the Universal title. He, he took it off of uh, Brock last year. Last year, he took it off of Brock, the WWE title. Um, but so 20, August 2020, August 21 was a year. August 22 was two years. So we're heading into three years as Roman Reigns as WWE champion. The longest reigning, what, what, how, what, uh, not Pedro. What's his name? Um, uh, Bruno. I think he had it five years. One of them had it five years. Bruno had it five. Uh, Bob Backlund had it a long time too. Bob Backlund, Bruno, and uh, Hulk Hogan. I think we're the ones that had it the longest. Hulk Hogan had it from 84 to 88. And then Bruno had it. Uh, God knows how long he had it. Uh, and then um, Bob Backlund had it for a, a, a significant amount of time. The moral of the story is that Roman Reigns is literally the fourth. That's no. That's yeah. The fourth man in W. I want to say. To hold the championship this long. Nobody. Nobody. Since Hulk Hogan has held the WWE title. In any capacity this long. Except for Roman Reigns. And if he goes to May 27. Which The Rock's birthday is somewhere around there. But I doubt that he's going to. I'm, I, I don't think he's He's not going to lose. He's not going to lose in, in, in Puerto Rico. And he's probably not going to lose before. He's not going to lose for SummerSlam. It's just not going to happen. Um, nonetheless, uh, Roman Reigns. <sighs> I, I don't remember where I was. 
Um, but he beat Cody Rhodes. Let's just let's just let's just park there. And I was done. I was I was completely like, yeah, I'm done. But then I had to calm down and realize that you know they they're going to get some mileage out of it. And oh, I know where I was. I I, I should have known that. WWE was not going to, as I said, let both of them, the Usos and Roman, lose on the same night. It, it's it's been two years, eight August 20, 2020, and it took all the way till last year, which is 2022. So it took two years to build the bloodline. Then Sammy came in and he basically went in from uh, last August or last April, should I say, until uh, January when they when they had the pisses. Was it after January? Or was it February? It's February. Um, and so now the, the, the bloodline is in decline. Right. And, and you would think just as hard or long as it was to put that piece together they're going to systematically dismantle it that's what i'm thinking and and that that's that's what i'm telling myself so that that i can but then again let, let, let's talk about how hypocritical i'm being right now okay you mind if i do that because here i am talking about oh my goodness i can't believe it why they won't take the title off roman don't make no sense he's been holding it for this long oh yeah yeah and then i'm sitting there like dude you weren't pissed when bianca retained and she's held it for a year i don't know if i care too much about the gunther match but you know he he retained too and you didn't say much Anyway, that was that was WrestleMania. Shout out to that. I, as I said, uh, Mr. Camelo Hayes. Um, uh, the uh, when uh, dude just got a baby. Johnny Garganto when he was in Garganto Gargano when he was in NXT. You know he had the stable with him and um, uh, the the funny dude that that just looks at you weird. And and Austin Theory was in there. All of them was in there together. And uh, Drew was it not Drew? What is his name? Linus, Linus. No, not Linus. What is his name? Limus. Whatever. You know, he had the little girl, the, the his his boo thing that he he even went to the altar with. Well, she won the women's championship on at at NXT, and they were all celebrating and excited and so forth and so on. So I wanted to. Give props to her, and I think that I got everything out on this list that I want to talk about. Uh, okay, cool. We're done. Um, let's talk about this uh, very quickly. This sale, because Lord, we've been talking about WWE now for a long time. It's not like it ain't like we ain't got other things to talk about today. But let's get to this piece of business because I'm curious about. What's going on here? Uh, WWE rumors. UFC parent company Endeavor in talks to buy Vince McMahon's promotion, which is interesting. In the midst of WrestleMania 39 weekend, WWE is reportedly on the verge of making a monumental move. 
according to Alex Sherman of CNBC, which makes this pretty much official because it's not one of those wrestling blogs. This is actually, uh, as they would say, the legitimate news. Uh, the Vince McMahon-led company is engaged in advanced talks to be sold to Endeavor Group, which is the parent company of USC and led by R.I. or R.E.I. Emmanuel. Sherman noted that, quote, a deal could be announced as soon as Monday, which is interesting. As part of the potential agreement, the UFC and WWE reportedly would likely, quote, form a new publicly traded company. Sources told Sherman that Endeavor would take over 51% of WWE, with Emmanuel expected to act as chief executive of the new company as well as Endeavor. WWE shareholders would maintain 49% of the company and McMahon reportedly. So WWE shareholders would maintain 50-49% of the company and McMahon reportedly, oh, that's what I want to see, is expected to be executive chairman. So McMahon is going to stay on. Nick Khan, who is CEO of WWE, will serve as president of the wrestling business. So Vince McMahon is going to stay there with 49% of the, the, so McMahon is going to work for this guy? Huh. That's going to be interesting. Um, after retiring from his role as WWE chairman last July following the revelations that he paid millions of dollars in hush money, nobody cares about that. McMahon reinstated himself as executive chairman in January so he could oversee the process of the sale of the company. Uh, Sherman noted that WWE, could, WWE currently has a market value of more than $6.79 billion, uh, while the deal with Endeavor would give the company an enterprise value of $9.3 billion. Emmanuel will become the first owner of the company outside of the McMahon family. As Vince's father founded the original incarnation of WWE in 1953 before selling it to his son in 1992. Adding WWE under the Endeavor umbrella would put McMahon and UFC President Dana White in even closer contact. The two have worked together sparingly in the, la in the past, most notably in regard to Brock Lesnar's combat sporting career. Uh, but Emmanuel will likely be salivating at the prospect of adding another combat sport venue to his belt as Endeavor's sports business reportedly generated $1.3 billion last year thanks to the UFC. So the UFC is popping off is what's, what's going on. Uh, the hope would be for WWE to do the same as Sherman pointed out that the company generated $1.29 billion in revenue last year. So this is going to be interesting to see McMahon working for somebody, which he has said report repetitively that he doesn't like working for anybody. So I'm kind of curious to see how how all that's going to play out. All right, that's 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 about all we need to talk about WWE. Um, quickly on MLB and MLS, I'm going to just put the key bosh on that. It was boring. I, I I found out 
that because I am, you know, a uh, um, Washington Nationals fan, and uh, sorry, I had to get a swig on that. Because I'm a Nationals fan, I cannot watch uh, the Nationals on the MLB app. I can't. I, I just got the free, you know, the, the digital package because I'm a T-Mobile person. But I cannot watch them because there's some whatever it is that is going to keep me from actually watching their live games. So now I'm either like, am I going to change teams or what, what am I? What am I doing? I can't. I can't watch my peoples. But then again, whether it's MLB, whether it's MLS, all of my teams suck. My my MLS team, DC United, sucks. They're like one and four. My MLB team lost the Nationals. They suck. So I I, I text Matthew. Maybe we'll get to talk to him tomorrow. I don't know what the deal is going to be with that. Uh, that 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 may or may not happen. But let me tell you what I text him. So I I I sent him. A, let me see right here. Um. It says, my soccer team, my baseball team, my NBA team, Chicago Bulls, by the way, NFL team, Miami Dolphins, all have what in common? And Matthew responds, they suck. And so, that's how I feel about that. I turned on the MLS and the MLB to try to, you know, get some watching out of it and realized that wrestling was on and uh, I was just done. So, shout out to LSU. LSU, the women, won the uh, the uh, March Madness tournament. The tournament, and uh, let me see who who is um, who is handling business for the dudes uh, men's tournament. Uh, let me see full coverage here. It's going to load. It's, it's probably going to take its blessed time to do so. But uh, shout out to LSU girls. Like I said. Uh, uh, old duck of the royal basketball family is ready for his swan moment. That's not it. UConn and San Diego State odds bestes. So that probably still going on. But in the women's department, the women's tournament, that's where the marbles were because they they, they ended. I want to say, and uh, as it's as it's taking its blessed time to load. Uh, because you know they, they the computer and the internet acts like I got nothing else to do. Shout out to the T-Mobile. You know, Cox, you should put another commercial out for T-Mobile. Bash him. Just rip him to shreds, and hopefully that'll give me faster internet. Anyway, so shout out to LSU. Uh, LSU's Angel Reese mocks Caitlin Clark in the final seconds of the national title game. So, uh, LSU wins NCAA women's basketball title. So, that's... Wait, I, I forgot about the XFL out there. Because I, I, I was... <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I, I, I was thinking and like all of my DT... Because, you know, I, 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 I... So, I chose Miami for some strange reason. I don't know. I mean, then again, I don't want to be a Commanders fan. At least not right now. I mean, I got a lot of Miami merch. So, I'm going to stay on down there. But... Every other team that I have chosen, uh, whether it's not an MLS, um, uh, baseball, uh, 
my basketball team was always Chicago because I like the Bulls because I like to watch Michael Jordan. So you know, I stay out there in basketball and. and but then again, he came to the Wizards, but that's a whole other conversation. I probably could change because I really don't have uh, much uh, to do with basketball from a merch perspective. I am just loaded in Miami Dolphins merch, so we're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do that. But I've been, like I said, with MLS, I've been on DC. Uh, with baseball, it's DC. Um, hockey is DC, and. Uh, with um um I should I should really consider a merch closet. Like literally take this closet in my office and make it merch. Anyway, the moral of the story, all of my teams were sucking. Right? Like even my 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 what is what is the uh what is the hockey for DC? I can't think of the name. Uh Washington hockey team. What is that? I can't think of it. Uh <sighs> Capitals, yes, the Washington Capitals, which um, they suck. <laughs> so everybody sucks, but the XFL, literally, it looks like that the champions is going to come out of D.C., which I'm pretty doped about that. Uh, let me go back and talk about that for a second. What are they down here? They're, I just had them. Okay. Uh DC defenders are literally what six and one, I believe I saw. Um, heading into week seven, uh, is this week seven wrap up? No, week seven review. Yeah, so we're heading into week eight, and DC uh, defenders are are literally six and one, and this week was the first game they lost. To uh, ORL. Who's ORL? Um, I don't know who they are. Uh, Somebody's screaming at me. Let, let me get the teams. Um, teams. ORL. Orlando Guardians, I want to say this what that is. Yeah, ORL. Orlando Guardians. Okay, so they lost to Orlando. Their first game. But nonetheless, it's a, what is it? A 10-week season? The schedule? Let me, let me look at this here. The schedule... Um, is uh, we got week eight, week ten, divisional championships, and then the championships. So uh, we're heading into week eight now. Uh, this week, uh, the DC Defenders will take on the Seattle Dragons, so they have the potential to become uh, seven and one, and then. On the air, the Arlington Renegades on April 16, which could make them eight and one, and then uh, the San Antonio Bar Barhamas or Brahmas, which could make them uh, nine and one. Uh, so I think looking at this, the 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 standings here, that the DC Defenders literally. Uh, it, the next is five and two, five and two, two and five in the South. It's so if they lost the next two games, they would become six and three. We're at eight. So we got eight, nine, ten. So, uh, six and four, um, well, it's it's still it's still a possibility that they could 
they could lose the top spot. So I'm not going to wish anything yet. But it's going. It's probably going to be between the 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 Battle Hawks and the Dragons, which is where that possibly could go. Um, the moral is I, I can see them, my the, the my DC defenders, they could be champions. That's mm, got to get on that merch train with them. All right. Anyway, that's my sports for this for this Monday. My sports wrap up. Whew, for this Monday, day three of month four, 2023 years after awesome sauce things have occurred. Ha! Awesome sauce, DC Defenders! Yes, sir! My friends, I was um, in my inbox today. Going through a couple things. Shout out to emails. I was trying to figure out what a sponsor was going to be. But uh, that um, got some got some interesting things going on in the inbox um, that I want to uh, to put in your hearing. Um, morning brew is out. Well, let me let me let me let me let me not go there. Let me start with. Apple Books um, because they got some thrilling reads for $3.99 or less and you can see if there's something it, wait this deal ends Sunday okay well then I don't want to talk about that that's that's late don't just get rid of that because you, you're going to tell me that I can't do that anymore so I don't want to talk about it anymore. so never mind Morning Brew this was uh a uh, brewing review. Uh, we don't want to talk about that. That was Sunday. Uh, don't you know I don't do shows on Sunday? So you people need to uh, need to get with the program here if you want me to be a part of. If you want to be part of my emails, then you need to to get on with it. Um, Fantastics.com. I, uh, I was talking about some merch. They're out here. Got the got the twenty twenty three. Uh, got the 2023 uh, Roman Reigns Championship shirts already out here. Got the uh, Bianca Belair shirts. Uh, I can shop WrestleMania Champ uh, merch. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna nope not gonna do it not gonna do it not gonna do it just not going to. Something that was interesting to me that that's popping out here. Um, Netflix apparently has uh, Born Legacy, which I don't think I saw. I saw Born Identity. I saw Born Supremacy. I don't know if I saw Born Ultimatum. Um, I'm going to add this to my list, but it's on Netflix now to uh, to check out. And, uh, of course, you're going to tell me that, okay, now, can I, all right, sign in. And uh, so I want to add that to my list. I, I, they got all the borns down here. I, wasn't there, how many were there? There were like three of them. Born Identity, Born Supremacy, Born Ultimatum was not... 
That was not one of them. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. Stop playing. Stop playing. We don't want you playing. Turn that off. I said turn that off. Um, uh, it, it was. Can I add this to my list? I want to add to my list. I'm trying to add and you're trying to be a douchebag. Um, where Where is my list? That's what I want. I want my list. And I don't see my. Oh, there it is. My list right there. So on my list, um, it, why is it not here? All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go here and I'm going to type in uh, the born as soon as my keyboard comes back on uh, the born and see what we got here. We got the born identity. Um, the, so born ultimatum, I have not seen born supremacy. I did see born identity. I did. I thought there were three. There, there's got, there's, where is my thing? I know you're screaming at me, but I can't hear you. So, you know, there's that, um, go to, Born movies. Uh, born. Now, this could be that, you know, uh, Netflix just does not have. No, it was it was three born identity, born supremacy and born ultimatum. So then what do I have Two. That's something else I got to go. I got to go in and I got my my, mu my movie closet that I got to figure out what to do with. I got a lot of things I still have to move into my home. I got my movie closet that isn't here yet. Jesus. I got a lot of stuff. I don't know. Um, interesting. I, I just saw that on Netflix. Something that I want to add to my list. And, and maybe we'll just go back down memory lane one day and uh, check out those wonderful movies that uh, those borns that that was that made me feel good about my life um so let's talk a little bit about uh what's going on in the world um uh atlas obscura the hulk the huck amazon the huck rebellion was a Guerrilla mm -hmm. campaign that began shortly before World War II and lasted into the 1950s. The Hucks were the first major military and political organization in the Philippines that sought to recruit women who in fact made up a significant portion of the rebellion. Uh, we sat down with historian Vinia or Vina Lanzana to uncover the stories of female Hulk leader, leaders, commanders, soldiers, spies, and other women involved in the movement. Uh, they can read more about that. What else is in here? Uh, the trees that escape destruction, the red and white pines of the quote lost 40 in Minnesota are part of the largest single surviving patch of old growth forest in the state. 
They tower over a hundred feet. Sound like the trees outside of my house. Uh, tower over a hundred feet above the forest floor, a ceiling as high as its prehistory. They've so far escaped the lodge, the lodger, the larger axe. And it's all thanks to the surviving of the surveying era. Huh. That's in this. What else we're we talking about in here? Something out of Monterey, Monterey, Mexico. Uh, the moments, the monuments, men, the monuments, men and women. Uh, how did the millions of cultural objects stolen by the Nazis during World War II return to their rightful owners? Um, a 500-year-old mystery manuscript. Uh, corkscrew and vineyard museum uh, and that's all that's in here and there to talk about today this is again out of atlas obscura their daily email uh what else we got in my inbox um not interested in that uh the hustle uh, Groupon, a new CEO for the deal platform. Women in the boardroom, more please. Digits, wild numbers about Twitter, college, and more. I want to talk about that. Uh, what happened to Groupon? Back when I was the Foursquare mayor of my apartment, I used Groupon to sell. In August 2020, Forbes called the Chicago-based platform the fastest growing company ever. The following year, it IPO'd at a $17.8 billion market cap. Today, Groupon is worth $103 million, a 99.4% plummet from its IPO. And though it does maintain 14 million active users, it had 83 plus million subscribers in 2011. Nobody knows about, nobody cares. I mean, I forgot about Groupon. Critics have long called Groupon's model unsustainable. Customers get subpar service from swamp businesses, while businesses get a bad deal in the long term. One analyst found only 20% of Groupon buyers return for full price purchases. Huh. Interesting. Google, uh, what's next? Last Friday, Groupon chose board member Dustin, mm -hmm, him, co-founder of Prague-based private equity firm Pale Fire Capital as interim CEO. Uh, Dussin expressed confidence in his ability to turn things around and Pale Fire is Groupon's largest shareholder. It has replaced Groupon's CTO and laid off 1K people, 30% of its staff since August. What else is in here that we want to talk about? Um, something about, didn't I see? Uh, 
We don't want to talk about the Jonas Brothers. We don't want to talk about LeBron. LeBron James House 330, a community space in Akron, Georgia, includes a Starbucks where all 46 employees will receive training certificates to kickstart hospitality careers. Oh, cool. Huh. Um, what else we got here? A private company board still suck at gender diversity. Uh, overall, women hold more jobs than men, representing 50% plus of the U.S. workforce. Yet, this annual study of 667 private U.S. companies representing $200 billion in funding and 265K employees shows that men still hold 91% of executive board seats. Huh. That's... Mm, talk about the women not getting a good job uh what else we got going on here um okay let's talk about these digits this is what i was looking for wild numbers about bad bunny and more i want to talk about bad bunny because he was at wwe wrestlemania what's bad bunny hold on while i'm over here looking at this i want to uh add this to my uh, attack on Pearl Harbor. I want to. I want to watch that too. So uh, add that. I just happened to see that while I was looking over here. It's like, wait a minute. I, I want. I want. I want. No, I don't want that. I don't know if it's bad. Don't. 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 Don't try to assume that I hate something. No, give me. Thank you. I, I think that's going to be a good movie. Jesus, you are. I just want to add it to my list. I don't want to do anything. We oh, God. Why do you have to be so dumb? Okay. Now, add it to my list. That's all I want to do. Thank you. All right. Now that we got that out of the way, we can get my movies. Let me shut this down because it's going to distract me and I'm going to look at other movies that I want to check out. All right. Um, I want to talk about Twitter. Twitter revenue appears to still be way down. Mm -hmm. The site's top 10 advertisers spent $71 million from September to October. Over the past two months, they have spent just $7.6 million. Uh, Musk's company continues to push paid verification, which I'm okay with. Uh, an idea apparently so unpopular, even King, even the King said he isn't interested. Well, nobody pays attention to the King. Um... What is going on here? Uh, yeah. Apparently, there are college counseling consultancy or consultancies that cost more than an average house. Command Education reportedly charged up to 750k to start helping seventh graders get into elite schools, and up to 500k for ninth graders. A reminder for parents shelling out that cash: save up a little extra for your child. Okay. There. Mm -hmm. uh, the final thing I want to talk about in here in 2019 the top 25 Latin music tours grossed 251.3 million across 2.8 million tickets in 2022 the top 25 grossed 990.8 million across 8 million tickets Bad Bunny alone grossed 373.5 million of that so, 
I brought that up because I was listening to the press conference and they were talking about how Bad Bunny was interested in WWE and all this other stuff. And Triple H, Paul Levesque, Paul Triple H Levesque, um, said that, uh, you know, I don't think that Bad Bunny really wants the money or really needs the money. He's just doing this because he loves it. And when you look at numbers like that, you can agree like this dude doesn't need to be in wwe uh taking bumps and getting the dog shit kicked out of him he can literally go out and um sell records and make damn near 400 million dollars mm, shout out to bad bunny who is going to be in puerto rico hosting wwe uh wrestlemania backlash yeah he's going to be there and uh so we'll look forward to to seeing what he's got going on up in there. Uh, what we got in here in TechCrunch. Let me see what that's. Tech Brew. Uh, welcome to Monday. Monday verified. Please. Vimo 2499. Will be the same exact. Let me see. Microsoft plant seeds for agricultural industry. Uh, co-working. Um, that's not what we want to talk about. Mo problems, mo money. Uh, at least there is a gay graze is using uh, patented technology to solve the biggest problems in the 129 billion commercial landscaping industry. A gaze is 100% automated electric mowers use a combination of machine learning and computer vision to mow big properties like golf courses and parks. So basically, we got a little thing here that's going to help you figure out how to mow your grass, which I am all in. Give me an electric lawnmower that can figure out how to cut my grass and I just sit there and drink on a Pepsi. I'm all in on that. I'm sure all in on that. Um, they got something else in here uh, that is what is this? Uh, together with that's that's their that's their thing. Um, big bites and anything else brewing. Uh, Trump era rollback matters from Silicon Valley. Oh, they're trying to say that because of what Trump did. Trump did. That's the reason why we're in that. We're in this financial crisis that we're in, or this crisis with the banks. That's what they, they you know, everybody's got to blame somebody. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, on TLDR, is there anything in here that we want to discuss? I don't think so. Um, didn't we read the hustle? We did. We read that. So why is this here? When I already read it. Oh, because it's two different emails. Okay, so we're going to make sure that that doesn't come back to that email anymore. Uh, Morning Brew, the the actual UFC could be Ultimate Tag Team. So he's talking about a sale of WWE. Um, procrastination is costing you money. It's a new month, but nothing has changed with the economy. It's still wild, and so are your finances. Okay, we need to talk about that. Um, let me see. We're talking about the Trump. That's not interested. Uh, a prominent pro-war Russian military blogger, 
Vladin Tatarsky was killed in an explosion at a cafe in St. Petersburg. No one has claimed responsibility, but Russian nationalists are blaming Ukraine. Um, That's interesting. so I think that's about all we want to talk about here in our uh, in our inbox for the day. Um, there's nothing. There's nothing else of interest that I would like to see. Uh, Robin Hood snacks. What is that? Let me see. Anything interesting? Bite dance pushes an Instagram like app as DC battles over banning TikTok. Huh. So somebody's trying so somebody's trying to get in place. So just in case this thing does go down, they're like, yeah, man, we, we they, these people are gonna need to go somewhere. So let 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 us let us do it for you. Let us be the person for you. You understand? All right. All right. I'm glad I'm glad you understood. All right, my friends. Uh my inbox is now empty. And uh I think we're we're good for the day. Uh, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. What we got here? Something just happened. Um, I just got a text. What did this say? And I think it has come from. No, that's not it. Um, what did this say? Uh, it's from my brother. It just told me. Quote together. We will be a 21 plus billion live sports and entertainment powerhouse with a collective fan base of more than a billion people and an exciting growth opportunity. Vincent K. McMahon. Endeavor, my friends, just bought WWE. WWE and UFC are now together. That means Dana White and Vince McMahon are literally on the same page. They're tag team partners now. Which makes a lot of sense about why WWE. You remember back a couple of days. I don't know a couple of days. Some time ago when Patrick McAfee went down to a UFC fight with Vince McMahon and Stephanie McMahon and, and Paul Triple H. Levesque. Mm-hmm. I wonder was what it was. It was, was it was it all being scripted? Was it all being planned? Was it all in the works and we just didn't see it? Nonetheless, as I just said, my friends, WWE and the UFC are now partners. Vince McMahon is no longer the king of the wrestling world. Well, actually, he is. Is he? I don't know. Wow, this is going to be. I feel like my wrestling. I feel like my life just died. This is this is worse than Vince McMahon saying he's dead. But then again, he did die. He blew up in that car. Ah, okay, I'm just gonna let it go. We want to, if we can, kick our time off today on this. April 3, uh, to recognize a piece of business known as Independent Artists Day. That's here in the State United. Started by the online art marketplace Minted 
Independent Artist Day on April 3 recognizes the valuable contributions of independent artists to the art community and supports their work by presenting it to the millions and millions of people worldwide. Whether you are a graphic designer, painter, first timer, or just a connoisseur of contemporary art, today's the day to appreciate artists and the role of art in social, economic, and cultural spheres. Home to one-of-a-kind art by independent artists from all 50 states and over 100 countries, Minted is an online art and design marketplace where arts artists unleash their creativity and art lovers discover talent they won't find anywhere else. Celebrating 15 years this year, Minted invites you to participate in their first annual Minted Independent Art Day or Artist Day. What's more, enter your work and and stand a chance to win one of Minted's design challenges. Minted brings artists' creative vision to life on physical products. A little bit more in the history department, if you will. Often, the best types of art are works that haven't been discovered or recognized yet. While many artists get their lucky breaks, others struggle to showcase their art to the right audience. Then there are art lovers who hunt for art that resonates with their style. Minton understands the need of the artist and the art lover, bringing them together on their unique platform, they do, Minton. Mariam Nat Nafis, a Nafis, a Nafisi, deeply believes that great art can be discovered anywhere and everywhere. This is where Minton's brand story begins. From a very young age, Nafasi was surrounded by spectacular art, which she discovered during her travels. She also believed that the internet was a fantastic means for talented individuals around the world to unleash their potential and make their art accessible to the right customers. In Two zero zero seven. She founded Minted, which rapidly grew and became a world leader in the art and design marketplace. Today, more than seventy-five million homes are graced with art discovered on the platform. The best thing about Minted is that it is not only or that it not only empowers the artists, but the customers as well. Through its crowdsourcing technology and design challenges, artists and buyers vote on featured designs. This ensures that the winning designs that Minted produces represents the free shit global trends. 
buyers get the most exclusive, fresh designs and independent artists get their breakthroughs. A win-win for all. At the core of it all, Minted is all about art, discovering, promoting, and most importantly, supporting creative expression. To commemorate 15 years of this love for art, Minted has established Independent Artist Day on April 3. A little bit in the timeline, if we can, while we still on this. Uh, in, as I mentioned earlier, in the year 2007, the beginning of a brand, Minted is founded. In 2012, Changing Taste, Minted launched wall art prints and party decor. In 2015, Personalized Art, Minted launched its on-demand home decor service. And in 2022, to celebrate its 15th anniversary, Minted established annual Independent Artist Day. So you can go over there and check that out. That'll be a nice, wonderful thing for you to, uh, I don't want to say show some love to, but I'm sure you might be interested in, in making sure that Minted gets a little love in your day of awareness, if you please. Independent Artist Day. All the independent artists, put your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. Right? No. no. Okay, I, I thought that might. Oh, okay. We can right here take ourselves on a journey to the Philippines where we would celebrate NCCA anniversary or the NCCA anniversary the NCCA is observed on April 3 annually which stands for National Commission for Culture and the Arts and it is the official government agency for culture in the Philippines. It is the overall policy-making body, coordinating, and grants-giving agency for the preservation, development, and promotion of arts and culture. It is an executing agency for the policy it formulates it administers the National Endowment Fund for Culture of the Arts, NEFCA, exclusively to implement culture and art programs and projects. After the power uh, people, oh, excuse me, after the people power revolution overthrew the dictatorship of President Fernandand or Fernandan E. Marcos in 1986, the Alliance of Artists for the Creation of a Ministry of Culture, AACMC, drafted and adopted a proposal to establish a Ministry of Culture on March 12 that year. The Presidential Commission on Culture and the Arts, PCCA, emerged on January 30, 1987. In 1992, under the 
under a new constitution, constitution, that's right, Congress enacted Republic Act number 7356, which institutionalized the establishment of the NCCA, replacing the PCCA, all these, all these, no, I get it, uh-huh. The establishment of the NCCA promoted the cultural agency agencies attached to its review. Pause. The establishment of the NCCA prompted the cultural agencies attached to it to review its existing mandates and programs to harmonize the delivery of cultural services. Mm -hmm. That's right. The Cultural Center of the Philippines, CCP, mm -hmm, some, more, some more letters, got transformed into the National Coordinating Center for the Performing Arts. It sought to remove its elitist image by strengthening its outreach programs and developing collaboration with local artists councils or local art councils. On June 28th, 2011 to celebrate year number 150 the birth anniversary should I say number 150 for Jose Rizal a revered man with great artistic talent the NCCA created the first central Rizal at the NCCA building in Intramus Manila. It aims to educate overseas Filipinos about the culture and art of the Philippines. As of May 2016, there are 18 Central Rizal offices worldwide. Section 65 of the 2017 General Appropriations Act, GAA, again, more letters, I get it, mandates that government agencies implementing programs and projects transfer public funds to civil society organizations. Therefore, the NCCA's Board of Commissioners approved a, re a resolution with the guidelines for accreditation of individuals, organizations, and government agencies to be eligible for grants they offer. Government agencies, civil society organizations, people organizations, indigenous people organizations, individual, local government units, state universities slash colleges, and public schools may acquire grants from the NCCA. So today, in honor of art everywhere, in honor of the people who uh, put their time and energy into it, whether it's the nice paintings on the wall. I like some lighthouse paintings. I had a little project when I was in high school. It was, um, yeah, I don't know if we want to go into the details. I, I'd spare you that for time. But nonetheless, I, I, because of that project, I just found myself um, just fascinated by lighthouses. And, and so I just thought I would share that with you because, I don't know, I feel like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shout out to... Artists is what I'm trying to get at. All the great people. I think we should. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to do that. But I know we should support them. I support people. Because I know how hard it is out here in these streets. Mm-hmm.
But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh In this last little piece of business before we uh, move towards our DJ, I want to talk about financial literacy. Since this is the first of the month, it's a great opportunity for us to think about some things that we can bring awareness to, get educated on over the course of the next 30 some odd days. National Financial Literacy Month is celebrated in April which is a great opportunity for us to check and promote our financial situation and skills. If you consider yourself uh, illiterate in terms of finances, then you are not alone. It does not matter if you have just started earning or have been earning for a long time. Every day is a chance to reflect upon your spending and improve your finances. Financial literacy for students, for students looking to go to college, navigating the various financial challenges can be difficult. We've compiled some useful resources to help with the process. One, how do student loans work? Two, how to find interest-free loans for students. Three, student loan alternatives. Some of the things to consider when you talk about going to get that expensive piece of paper, you know, the one with the, the board of directors side that say that you already knew you knew. OK, uh, excuse me. You, oh, that, that's that's a piece of paper that's got a bunch of people's names on it. And what that is, is them certifying that, you know, what you already knew you knew. And nine times out of ten, they don't even know that, you know, it. they just saw some things that claim, you know, it. You know, that's how you have that thing with the bought the pay you. And, OK. Hey, financial literacy month. Every year, it's celebrated in April, as we said. Um, Literacy Month, or Financial Literacy Month, is not only a celebration, but it is a challenge. This is your opportunity to review your finances, to review your finances, and gradually improve them. The Financial Literacy Month was first recognized in these states united in April 2004. This was done to highlight the importance of being financially literate and to make people learn about ways and techniques that can help them become financially smart. The financial literacy program originated from the Youth Literacy Day, which came into existence through the National Endowment for Financial Education, NEFE, some more letters, the NEFE was an activity that was part of the high school financial program. In 2003, the Congress of the States United showed great support for Financial Literacy Month after the Senate resolution and House resolution requested President George W. Bush then to declare April as the month for financial literacy. Later on, the States United the House of Representatives part, passed a bill that supported the goals of financial literacy. The bill also asked the president to order the implementation of this month 
to the federal government, schools, localities, and nonprofit organizations. It is said that the foundation of a bright future is the develop or to develop a budget and increase your financial knowledge. Most folks didn't know about this. I didn't know about this. Um, going back to when this started, it goes all the way back to 2000, the turn of the millennium. The Jumpstart Coalition starts promoting April as the financial literacy for youth month. This term is changed to financial literacy month. This is in 2000. Then in 2003, Congress shows support, which we just talked about. And then President Bush declares April. Okay. Then in 2004, Financial Literacy Month, the Senate Resolution 316 is passed, which declares April as the Financial Literacy Month. So the president did it. Then it had to go through all the process. It had to become a legal thing. Then in April 2005, 2005, uh, 2005, should I say, House of Representatives support literacy. The bill supporting the goals for Financial Literacy Month is passed by the House of Representatives of the East States United. The bill called for then President Bush to announce Financial Literacy Month public, which, again, nobody knew. Nobody knew about. That's why we do these things, because nobody knows about these. Jesus, you'll be surprised how much stuff's out there, my friends. None of us knew about or if we heard about it, it was in passing because we were a bit. You get the point. So shout out to financial literacy this month. This month, we're going to talk about that all throughout the month. Ways that we can better our spending. We're going to talk about stocks, looking at maybe shifting some things around and making us some money. All those good things. How we can, you know, invest in ourselves. All right. I just wanted to. Man, I'm still stuck on the fact that this was right here in front of my nose and I didn't I didn't, I didn't know about it. Financial literacy month. Tech, well, I guess because I wasn't a youth. Actually, back 2000, I was still a youth. I was somewhere in like the 16 mark. Mm-hmm. Ah. Anyway, we're going to celebrate. Mr. DJ, I'm DJ Non-Binary DJ. Just put something here so we can celebrate even more, if you will. Flooding prayer I wanna taste the freedom 
There, there's a lot of things that we can bring awareness to in the course of a week. There's a lot of things we can focus our attention on. But I, I like to look at these things and say, what fits? What uh, connects to where we're going? And seeing as we're in what is called Holy Week, and when you think about the significance of same, I think it's a great opportunity for us to, this April 3 through 9, celebrate or bring awareness at least in these states united, to hate week. Hate week is held in the second full week of April. And this year will be marked from April 3 to 9. This holiday is inspired by the fictional novel 1984 written by George Orwell. The book that revolves around the life of the fictional Winston Smith from the fictional county called Oceana, which there is an Oceana. There's a naval base around here called Oceana. Anyway, uh, which depicts the danger of the masses blindly following a leader or regime. It also depicts the reality that people under communism and fascism live. Modeled from a, quote, hate week, end quote, event in Orwell's book, this holiday calls on people everywhere to stay alert against any leadership's attempt to introduce blind subservience to them. It is a call to reject totalitarianism. Total, total, total. Mm-hmm. That way. let me uh let me first of all let me let me go when 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 you find yourself not being able to say something you go look it up so here we go here's how it's pronounced it's to ta totalitarianism totalitarianism t o to tal t a l i t tar t a r i n or an ism Totalitarianism. Mm -hmm. It's a noun, a system of government that is centralized and dictatorial and requires complete submission, if you will, or subservience to the state. Dem democratic countries were fighting against totalitarianism. Yeah, I just want to put that out there, what that meant. Ah, uh, what we got here? We got a little history. Hate Week is a clear... Let me pause. Hate Week is... Yeah, I said that right. Follow your heart, boy. You know what you're doing. Hate Week is a clearly depicted event in George Orwell's book. We talked about that. And it is always observed in the late summer. But this is not summer. During that period, there were waxwork exhibits or exhibitions military parades, speeches, and lectures. New slogans are often coined as and or as are new tunes, should I say. Got new songs, new hate songs out there. Mm -hmm. The hate song is the theme of Hate Week. It is stated that a team from the fiction department was tasked to create uh, an astro city or astro or Astro, yeah, yeah, Astro, uh, I, I, mm, get it. Um, they were trying to recreate Oceanus, what we're trying to talk about. Uh-huh, that's what they wanted to do. 
The overall aim of hate week is to enrage the public to the point that they would surely have torn caught enemy foes to pieces if given the chance. During one hate week, Oceana switched allies while a public speaker was in the middle of a sentence. The disruption was minimal. The display against the previous enemy were deemed to be sabotage of hate week by Emmanuel Goldstein as well as his supporters were quickly torn down by the crowd and replaced with propaganda against the new enemy, demonstrating the ease with, uh, with which the party directs the hatred of its members. Uh, did you get any of that? No. Let me tell you why I picked this. All right. All this stuff is good. Um, wait, let me read this. During hate week as well as the daily two-minute hate, all Oceanians are advised to demonstrate suitable enthusiasm. Okay, yeah. So may one appear suspicious to the police. Okay, I don't, I don't get it. The reason why I picked this is because A, we're bringing awareness to the propaganda and all that good stuff. But while we're talking about uh, this wonderful thing called passion, and when you think about why Jesus was put up on the cross. You remember he was, he, he, he you remember that. Mm -hmm. This was what, what popped out. One of the things that, uh, um, speaks to us, if we will, about how Jesus is, um, I would like to say the victim of hate. Big, right? No, it, it'll make sense to you in about a couple of days. That's, that's all. Just, just, just kind of put those two pieces together and realize that it was because some individuals decided that they thought that they were better and they knew more and they manipulated the people in believing that they should crucify an innocent man. It's the same concept. Mm -hmm. So shout out to all the people out there who are bringing awareness, if you will, to this wonderful ideology, this wonderful mindset. It is a mindset that needs to be broken. It's a fascinating thing how our culture, at least in these states united, can be so hateful. And also so blindly led, too. That's something else that's fascinating. All right. Anyway, shout out to that. Hate week mm -hmm, here in these states united. Wait, 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 wait. Pause, pause, pause. Because this goes back further. The book protagonist character emerges in... Orwell's book, Winston Smith, is born in May in 1944. That's interesting. Uh, the departure from home, Winston sees his mother and sister for the last time in 1955. The marriage takes place. Winston weds uh, Catherine, but theirs is not a happy union in 1971. And in 1984, the war begins. Oceana and Eurasia go to war as a way to keep the people of Oceania even further subjugated by their rulers. So they had their own little civil war going on up in there. It was, a, it was a, it was a thing. Mm -hmm. It was a thing. All right. We, we, we're, we're moving on now.
My friends, we stop right up in here. Also celebrating this week, Community Garden Week. We got we got to put these in order, especially around on Monday. Got to make sure that we we're not doing all the you know, okay, cool. Community Garden Week, April three is when we celebrate it, and this is in, in the United Kingdom. We're going all the way across the pond, across the big gigantic bathtub known as the Atlantic. Mm. Community Garden Week is celebrated on the first full week of April each year. This year, it will uh, be marked from April 3 to 9. The week uh, places emphasis on celebrating the various communities and school gardens that exist across the United Kingdom. Did you know that there are different types of community gardens? Yes, community gardens and school gardens come in a Madrid or, yeah, a Myrid uh, of shapes and sizes. In fact, there are many varieties of community gardens, including neighborhood gardens, residential gardens, which apparently is different, institutional gardens, and demonstration gardens. Hmm. They all have a different purpose and unique mission. Let's learn about the history, significance, and some interesting facts about Community Garden Week. You mind if we do that right now? Mm-hmm. It's a special week, Community Garden Week is, that allows us to celebrate schools and community gardens up and down the country. Community gardens are great for the environment and also and are also a great way to promote healing and happiness as they can have a positive effect on our sense of well-being. Today, as around half of the world's population currently lives in cities, keeping our environment sustainable, livable, and most importantly, carbon neutral is one of the major challenges in urban policy and planning. This issue has existed for a couple of decades and there might be a solution to it, might be a solution, uh, yeah, to it too, um, that you got to hold, sometimes they can read it, make it, make it, make it, hmm. but form a community garden is what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Back in 1960, Communities across the UK started transforming unused pots of land into green spaces that allowed residents and volunteers to grow everything from flowers to fruits and vegetables. Moreover, the benefits of contributing uh, to a community garden are endless. Some of those benefits include spending time outdoors and getting back in touch with nature. And community gardening is also an activity for the whole family, especially of the kids. It is an enjoyable way to educate them and teach them about uh, floral and nature. It also encourages kids to eat healthily and to help others. Contributing to Community Gardens is a learning experience for everyone as you can learn all about gardening and growing different types of plants. And you can also meet and connect with different types of people who have the same interests. 
while we were reading that, I, I got a, a text message. Uh, let me see what this says. Um, no worries. I'm in. I'm on it. My contact me. Okay, so uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I, I wanted to bring this up because I am actually in the process in in my community of starting to work on uh, a little piece of business, a community garden, if you will. Got some things going on around. <sighs> Jesus, you know what? I just hate every time I I come and open up my home app. I don't know why I get angry about it. I'm talking about community gardens here. We'll, we'll, but I went to go open an OMAP to turn the light on. And I realized that for some reason, they're not responding. It's like, what's the point of having this? Sh okay. All right. I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I did that. We're talking about community gardens. Okay. And the importance of them. Not getting your head all swollen up because your dumb internet is retarded. And I went and go looked again. I wanted to get back to the text and and put a a nice little thing right there so she knows that I responded to it and we're we're doing our best as I said to work on getting that community garden stuff up and running because we want to be about it about it right so I would like to submit to you for consideration as I'm going to get my phone and and open up the home app and and prepare to be pissed off again because that's what I do to myself um. Mm-hmm. Sure are. What what are all these things that are apparently not working? I don't know why these things are this way. I don't know why this stuff is apparently not working. Like why why are you telling me? okay, it's slowly like disintegrating. Okay, cool, whatever. The point is, now that I know that trying to be all into, you know, protecting my carbon footprint, making sure that I'm keeping my lights off and not burning unnecessary um you know, trying to do my thing. But if the technology is going to be a douchebag, then, you know, it's, it's going to make life a little bit difficult for me. And I, I, but that thing is on down there. Okay. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. That thing is pissing me off. Okay. All right. Okay. We're going to calm. We're going to keep on gardens. This is very interesting that we have this moment of pause because that is what happens. I, I can understand, and we're going to talk about that. Well, we'll talk about that here. I can understand when you're trying to do these things and make the world a better place and you just run up against such friction, friction that wants you to go back to the way things were because for some reason we can't figure out technology and we can't figure out how to how to make our stuff work so it results in us deciding that we're just going to stay with what old faithful. So all of my technology friends out there, my internetians and all those people, that's what we got to do. We got to work on uh, making sure that if we're going to do these things, that they're working properly so that people don't just go, you know what? This is why I don't participate in this kind of carp. This carp. That's what I wanted to say. Carp. All right. <sighs> okay. I I'm feeling better now. That's just, we're just going to take a chill pill. And we're going to move on while we're here. We're going to go on and talk about uh, Earth. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, since that's what we're doing, Garden and Earth Connects. And we bring awareness, environmental, wildlife, all those things are our focal points right now, our pronouns, if you will. Internationally, we talk about this. Earth Month takes place during April every year. It's a time to raise environmental awareness and create consciousness around the issue that affects Mother Nature during this time of crisis. Every April, leaders and environmental activists from all over the world join hands to create sustainable development and offer climate solutions to minimize our carbon footprint and prevent further harm to our planet's natural resources. It increasing, it's increasingly important to observe this month as Earth starts to unravel the harmful effects of climate change, which not only poses a threat to our existence, but is irreversibly damaging all forms of life. Earth Month started as a movement to resist the abusive and negligent consumption of lead gas by Americans. Oh, great. All star in America, right? Okay, cool. The climate crisis started with air pollution brought about by the emissions of massive inefficient automobiles. In 1962, Rachel Carson published the book, quote, Silent Spring, end quote, which became a, quote, New York Times, end quote, bestseller that raised awareness of the effects of pollution on all living organisms. Besides being a huge commercial success, selling over 500,000 copies in 24 different countries, the book was the turning point in people's environmental conscience. In January 1969, several witnesses saw a massive oil spill in Santa Barbara, California, which caused major destruction to the environment. This captured the attention of Senator Gaylord Nelson, who wanted to use students' passion and energy for anti-war protests uh, for ecological or ecolo yeah, for ecological activism, particularly regarding air and water pollution. This idea inspired a group of activists to declare themselves to encourage or to dedicate themselves, should I say, to encouraging all Americans to be proactive and environmentally conscious. They named their initial Earth Day, which immediately caught the attention of the media and since a day isn't enough to achieve the desired results regarding climate solution, Earth Month was created. This was first celebrated on April 4, 1970. By 1990, Earth Month became a global event after 200 million participants from 141 countries joined the initiative. By 1992, the United Nations became actively involved too, which further enhanced the organization's visibility. 
Today, Earth Month is widely recognized as one of the most important month-long observances in the world. So, I went, Earth Day is going to be somewhere here. Probably April 24, I think, is when it's going to pop up here. And that'd be a great time for us to, you know, pay attention. Like I said, it's, I'm, I'm trying to sit here and, and I'm, I'm going to make myself mad again and, and do all the thing. Make sure that I'm, I'm being, you know, supportive and, and trying not to destroy the atmosphere and all this good here. Boo. And I got to deal with, you know, like me just wanting to be into the, the old stuff. You know, this, this is why people don't want to change because. We got it. We got it. We got to work to bring awareness and make things better is what I'm trying to say. And, and that's this is a great way to start by bringing awareness and also working to build the technologies and all sorts of other opportunities to make sure that people want to be a part of this great celebration. I think I think I think that I think I, I believe that's where we need to go with this. Don't you don't you don't you don't you agree with me? Uh huh. You do, don't you? Okay. You know what I did wrong? There was supposed to be Mr. DJ, ma'am, DJ, non-binary DJ, a pause in between here. And I didn't do that. I'm so very sorry. I, I, I just got so wrapped up in there with, with the whole thing and my, my lights not working and I wanted to turn some lights on and they were just like, nope, dude. And maybe it's because I'm on this side of the house and if I get closer to it, it's going to pop off. And I, I don't know how I don't I, I just don't know. But the moral of the story is, Mr. DJ, ma'am, DJ, non-binary DJ, um, if you can put something in here, we got two more things that we're going to pop off with in just a few moments. But if we could take a pause right here and uh, get a little music in here. Get us a little celebrated, especially after we just got the, you know, that little mental breakdown that we had there a few seconds ago. That, 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 mm, yeah, you were there. Yeah, it was, it was bad. It was bad. So what you got for us, Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, put it right up in here. If you please, I thank you very kindly. Yes, sir. <laughs>
My friends, I, I don't like to, I, you know you know what I hate, if I can just do that right up in here, I hate when I tell you I'm going to do something, because then I changed my mind and now I feel like I lied to you, and I told you we were going to talk about something else, and, and I want to talk about that, I, I want to talk about this, I, I, I'm not, uh, part, well, I told you I want to talk about diversity, but that, that, that's, whew, yeah, I don't, I don't, I would prefer to talk about something that I believe that I can personally do something about. I feel if I can't do anything about it, I want to talk about it. And it's not that I'm diminishing or decreasing or whatever you want to put there, that, that, that. But I can't solve that problem or I can't, I have no impact on it. I do have impact on this. Autism Acceptance Month. I think I could do something with that. Previously named Autism Awareness Month in April aims to celebrate and promote acceptance for the condition that occurs in one in every 54 children as of 2020. In these states united, one in every 54 children suffer from autism. Autism a complex developmental condition affecting the patient's ability to interact, communicate, and progress has not only has not one, but many subtypes. Uh, first held in the year 1972 by the Autism Society, Autism Acceptance Month emphasizes the need uh, for the public to the need for public awareness to promote acceptance, celebrate the differences, and be more inclusive towards autistic individuals all around us. Every month, or every April, should I say, for the whole month, the Autism Society works to build an inclusive community where autistic individuals are embraced and supported to achieve the highest quality of life possible. The Autism Society was founded in 1965 by Bernard Rimlin and remains one of the few grassroots organizations in the autistic community. Driven by the fact that autism is the fastest growing developmental disability in the world, the Autism Society has hosted one of its first nationwide efforts of an awareness campaign called National Autistic Children's Week in 1972, which subsequently involved, evolved into the Autism Awareness Month earmarked in April. In 2021, Autism Awareness Month was renamed Autism Acceptance Month to foster acceptance and ignite change. The Autism Society deeply understands the need to foster awareness and acceptance, 
to ignite change and health and a healthier lifestyle through improved opportunities for people with autism. It works every day to improve the lives of affected individuals and families. The organization caters to more than 600,000 people living under the autism onslaught. Using tools like community partnerships with organization, digital and print resources, along with events and referrals to spark empathy and inclusivity in general in the general public. Besides educating masses for better systems, uh, wide change and acceptance, their affiliate program stretches across more than 75 networks and advocates for exclusive services for autistic, the autistic community. With the autism diagnosis rate increasing fast, we take these 30 days to celebrate the differences of more and learn more about and empower autistic individuals. I was thinking like 30 days, like it's probably like what, 26 by now, because you know, it's, it's, it's uh, April. No. Well, about 20, uh, 29, 28, 20, 27 days. Never mind. Okay, we're good. Well, we're still not good, but yeah. Autism Acceptance Month is what we're talking about today. I want to bring awareness to that. I have some friends that I want to reach out to, and I'm going to shoot an email over and see what, what we can do. That's why I wanted to change this, because this is something that I think we can I can definitely put my my fingers on and see what we can do to help support and bring awareness and and maybe do some programs or something to uh yeah, we'll see what we can do. That 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 right there. All right. I um I'm I'm interested now. I'm excited now. You know what? I'm going to go work on that email. Yeah, cuz now now ooh, now I feel good. Yeah. It, it almost makes me feel better about the fact that I got that dumb internet over there i don't know if it's the internet's fault but um oh now i got more devices that's not working of course because i wanted to okay i'm gonna go Mm -mm. i don't know why i look i don't know why i did it i'm gonna go now all right i'm I'm gonna go do okay We conclude our time together. Now that I'm all <clears throat> internationally with Holy Monday. Holy Monday is observed annually on April 3 this year. It commemorates Jesus's life, faith, and the events leading up to his death. And eventually he got up, you know. He got up. Oh, sorry. Sorry. My bad. According to the Bible, Holy Monday is the day after Jesus was greeted with palm leaves and the day before Judas decided to betray him. For Christians, the holiday is the beginning of Holy Week preparations. 
which includes reading the Bible and reflecting on the scriptures. For others, it's the time to get a much-deserved break. The origin the origin, the origin of Holy Monday can be traced back to when Lent was founded. During the third century, only Good Friday and Holy Saturday were observed and considered holy days. Later on, Holy Wednesday was added to the observance as this was the day when Judas betrayed Jesus. In the fourth century, the term Holy Week was first used by St. Antheus, mm -hmm. yeah, Bishop of Alexandria, and Saint mm -hmm, him of Constantine, uh, bringing the whole bringing the holiday into existence. I totally butchered that sentence because they had all those crazy names that I couldn't read. I don't know why we got to. I don't care. No, no, I don't want to talk about. Wait, you know what? I should have asked her. Sometimes I snap on Siri. Siri be nosy, but sometimes she might. Anyway. It now includes the Holy Days. It now includes the rest of the weekdays. Palm Sunday, Holy Monday, Holy Tuesday, and Easter Sunday. All of those are included. It was also, or it was on Holy Monday when Jesus walked to Jerusalem from Bethany. I thought he came in on Palm. Anyway. During his journey, he saw a figless fig tree, or fruitless fig tree. He cast a curse on the tree, told it, go to hell. I don't know if you said it like that, but that's all right. Actually, there, I don't even know the Bible, you know, this whole thing. Anyway, we, we'll, we'll move on. He cast a curse on this tree until it withered and bore fruits. Until it withered and bore fruits. Until it withered? He merely told his disciples that if they had enough faith, they could make the tree wither and even make the mountains move. On this day, he also cleaned the temple and responded to the authorities for his questioning. The key verses in the Bible that established Holy Monday were Matthew 21, 19 to 22, Mark 11, 20 to 25, Matthew 21, 20 to 22, and Mark 11, 23. Detailing the actions mentioned above. Notable changes in Holy Week celebrations occurred in history. On November 16, 1955, observances in Roman Missal were revised by the decree known as Maxima Redemptrus. I don't know. I'm a dude who went to a black school. Oh, we barely, okay, that's not good. It restored the services in the scripture by the exact time and day. As a result, the liturgies, the, the liturgicals, or the, the, the liturgies, why we got I know liturgical, the liturgical order. Now you're going to tell me liturgies. Used now by Catholics, Anglicans, Anglians, Methodists, Lutherans, and Presbyterians are mostly identical. Well, I'm glad to know somebody's getting along down at that church. Um, tomorrow, I think, uh, aren't we doing, uh, yeah, we're talking with Ian. We might have to, uh, we might have to put these pieces aside and, and, uh, 
uh, read through these tomorrow with him. I'm at I'm at to send him a text and like, you want to read these scriptures tomorrow during our our time together? And I hope I'm not promoting something. And he's like, I'm not going to be there tomorrow because you know I, I I Lord Jesus, please forgive me. Oh God, um, I mm, you know what you know you know how I, Lord you know how I feel about promoting. Oh, this is going to happen, and and then you know. For Jesus, just okay. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have faith the size of a mustard jar. That's what we're gonna do. All right, so I'm gonna text Ian, and right here, there he is, and I'm gonna put these and paste and like uh, wanna read through these tomorrow. First of all, let me acknowledge him. Hey, man. All right. Put that right there. Uh, and then there, question mark. Send it out. Now it's gone. There it is. All right. So that that's that's what we're going to do tomorrow. All right. Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, are we are we doing a final thing? What do, what do we do? We did. Uh, we we kicked it off, and we we are we doing something final, or are we just gonna let it go? You want to do something final on the way out the door? Okay. How about we just uh, put that track on the way out the door, and uh, our moment of pause today, our moment of awareness, if you will. And uh, I thank you. I, I thank you for. I thank you for being people who are open to awareness. Shout out to nationaltoday.com for all the information that we utilized in our time together. Everything that we talked about today can be found on nationaltoday.com and other things. Some things that maybe you can get your you dig your teeth in and work on awareness, if you will. All right. All right. We're going to get to it to it. Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ. And we're going to uh, uh, try to wind this ship on down for the day. Mm-hmm.
we work to bring our time together today to a close, I want to address or direct your attention to a few things that we're we're working on. Shout out to the Apple News for uh, these things that are uh, out there in these streets that I believe are worthy of our time as I want to pull this over to here. Uh, as I said, we got some things that are out there that we would like to um, consider, if you will. Uh, first, uh, what were we talking about here? Let me see. Uh, what's, what's on our list here? We're trying to find right here. There we go. Is this, this, yeah, this is where we want to start. Rolling Stone. A young mom was arrested for theft and died mysteriously in jail. This is by Abigail Pesta. Again, over at Rolling Stone. I look how her room is. She, she got this thing all jetted out and everything. I mean, I like how you take a little space and I don't, I don't want to say clutter it, but you make it, you know, accessible and with everything. I, I, anyway, uh, it was the first call for help came before sunset on the evening of July 15, 2021. Quote, I'm throwing up blood. Tanisha or Tanisha Chappell, a 23-year-old mother in pretrial uh, detention at Jackson County Jail in Brownstown, a small town amid the hills and farms of southern Indiana, told the staff via intercom. This is my second time. I overlooked it today the first time, but it's happening again. A jail officer went to her cell to examine the vomit, did not believe it contained blood, and left. The only black woman in her unit, she had spent more than seven troubled weeks at the jail battling racist slurs from her fellow inmates. Chappelle was an outsider, a lifelong resident of Louisville, Kentucky about an hour's drive south of Brownstown, facing charges including theft theft, and fleeing the police. I don't know how much more of this I want to read. Her call for help continued throughout the night and into the next afternoon. During the nearly 19 hours, she begged for medical care while vomiting blood, stumbling, falling, banging her head on a medical or excuse me, a metal bed frame, wearing nothing but solid or soiled underwear, becoming increasingly incoherent and eventually withering on the floor naked or writhing. Should I say on the floor naked? Jail workers failed to bring her to the hospital. Some accused her of faking her illness. By the time the staff called an ambulance around 3.15 p.m. on July 16, it was too late. In two and a half hours, she would be dead. I, mm, something, mm-hmm, yep, 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 that, that right there. Just, just let that marinate for, for a little bit. Something else we want to... Uh, put on our agenda, if you will, to discuss is, uh, well, this is a great way to go to this piece of business. 
from men's health. Uh, how to deal or is the world to let me read it like it says by Austin Williams. Let me read it like you told me, Austin. Is the world too damn busy for you? Hello? Hello? Is anyone there? How to cope with feeling like you're constantly being ignored? If you communicate with people throughout the day, basically if you're a human, then you, like me, sometimes find yourself following up, circling back, and generally coming to terms with being ignored. Especially considering all the other instances in your life in which you might go unheard. No response to let's reconnect. DMs to an old friend. Crickets. When you ask your landlord to renew your lease. No answer from the doctor's office. It, it, the list goes on and on. The politicians who don't want to talk to you because they're too busy. Ah, la, 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 la. In this article... Uh, Kipling D. Williams, PhD, a professor of psychological sciences at Purdue University, found that being ignored literally hurts. It triggers the same part of the brain that registers physical pain. Technically, you're experiencing ostracism. You may think of ostracism as the stuff of black sheep and outcasts, but it basically means you're being excluded from group dynamics or otherwise feeling ignored, which is something that I, I, um, wow, I, mm, I, I, you know, let, 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 let me, let me, let me, let me see if there's something else in here that I, that I, that I want to, let me, let me, here's a quote. It's hard to know what they were thinking, but it doesn't really matter. From your perspective, you are perceiving that you're ignored and excluded, and it has effects on you. Whether or not it was intended to be that way is irrelevant. I, I, I have been, for some time now, I have been screaming, if you will, about the need to see the world through other people's eyes. If, if you see how other people are feeling, if you see how other people are thinking, what, what is going on inside of their world, inside of their mind, you'll be surprised how far we can go to really... And I know that's hard. You know why? Because, A, for me to consider what's going on inside of your mind... I have to maybe sometimes put my own self at harm's risk, right? And that's that's the problem. That's a problem for a lot of people. Because how how am I going to spend my time worried about you when I I can't even figure out how to worry about myself? Hmm. Yeah, I, I I know I know child, honey child, no, none of child, no. So that's something else we want to work on and think about today. Uh, we also want to talk about. Uh, Money can break a marriage, even getting more of it. Uh, this is by Julia Carpenter over at the Wall Street, over at the journal at the journal on Wall Street. Gaining or losing money tests shares values, gaining or losing money tests shared values, beliefs or assigned roles within the relationship. 
Many come many couples are finding that a financial windfall can rock their relationship just as much as a hardship or any hardship. Parental advice, folk wisdom, and academic research have devoted years of work and effort to understanding what makes one relationship last over other breakups. Not surprisingly, big changes in finances often shake the foundation of a relationship. But it isn't just the loss of money that provides a test. Both gaining and losing upends partners. Understanding of shared values, beliefs, or assigned roles within the relationship. When couples cannot adjust to their new financial standing and fail to communicate their concerns or desires, the marriage may be in trouble, researchers and relationship counselors have said. Quote, all the joy and the excitement got wiped out. They were so focused on what the windfall will buy from a materialistic standpoint and not focusing on the accomplishment that really rocked their marriage. This comes from uh, Miss Edelman. I guess she was a uh, Miss Edelman, somebody of importance up in here. Hmm. Yeah. Competing visions on how to uh, said Maria Edelman. Maria Marania uh, Edelman, or Edelman, a marriage and family therapist in Wakes, Westlake Village, California. That, that's, that's who she is of importance. So what do you think about that? Is, is money, uh, whether it's good or bad, is that uh, doing some things to our relationship? Uh Speaking of working things out, let's talk about uh, fitness for the future. How about that? From wild innovations in virtual fitness and the at-home tech revolution to the triumphant return of group exercise, today's and tomorrow's training landscape offers everyone a way to get their sweat on. This is uh, by, who, 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 who put this into business? Let me see if we can't find who's about this. Peter Flack, or Flock. Virtual training, real sweat, getting, can training in the metaverse deliver results in real life? Um, my journey to the future of fitness begins with 30 seconds of travel time. I parked my car at Venice Beach next to the iconic Gold's Gym. I admire the vast yard where big dudes in skinny tops deadlift in the sunshine. Then I walk a half block and light years away to the headquarters of Supernatural, a virtual reality fitness developer. Ten minutes later, wearing a Quest 2 headset, I'm boxing on the moon. Then I fire off jabs and throw uppercuts on the edge of Yosemite's Taft Point. So here, here's what I'm thinking about. We'll, 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 we'll just pause there because I want to tell you why I brought this up. Because I used to go to the big box gyms 
And I am starting to hate that because I feel that it's it's putting more on you. Now, if you're if you're trying to go into, you know, marathon training for fitness, if you want to be, you know, big as Arnold, then you need to go out there and start pumping those big irons. And, and, and that's what you need to do. But I feel that a lot of times some of us get a little bit um, um, frustrated in our working out efforts because we're spending more time on how do we fit into worlds that are not really designed for us instead of saying, you know what, let me figure out how I can find what fits to me. I got a little shed out there that I'm, I'm working through and trying to figure out how to how to do some things. And I, I was telling my brother yesterday that I'm, I'm going to turn that into like the workout shed or the workhouse. That's what we're going to call it, the workhouse. And he's like, well, this shed is too small for you. and You need a bigger thing. I'm like, no, dude, you got to you got to think not in space, but in opportunity. There's a thing called space and opportunity. Sometimes you can have the opportunity without the space. Sometimes you can have the space and no opportunity. So when you think about this space and then cultivate the opportunity that connects with same, something like just sitting in there boxing and doing that, you're not moving around. Or if you're just doing it outside in the yard, or if you're just sitting in a chair and you're just doing little stationary activities. All these things are something that can be considered just, you know, the, the, the space and opportunity. That's all I'm talking about right up in here. So I want to I want to really think about that, really deep dive down deep into that. Uh, something else on the brain that we want to talk about. We already talked about uh, Vince McMahon. We need to talk about him anymore. Um, what else is uh, what else is going on here that is interesting to me? There's it says it's here, but I don't see it in my. Oh, maybe I need to go up a little bit further. There, right here. That's what I want to talk about. Ah, uh, yes. All right, we got it right here. Would life be better if you worked less? From part-time hours to four-day work weeks, Americans experiment with living more. This is by this is also at the Journal, um, by Rachel Fenzig. Uh, Stephen E. Griffith was working up to eighty hours a week. He was frustrated by the bureaucracy of mounting meetings and carved. And craved time with family. So in 2021, he left his thriving practice at a, at a Kansas City, uh, Missouri hospital and decided to work less. The neurosurgeon now puts in about half to two thirds of the hours he used to picking up temporary assignments through a medical staffing agency, sometimes traveling as far as Oregon. He's still a doctor. And he still heals people. But he also goes on mid-morning jogs with his wife. He drives his kids to music class. 
He's taken more vacations in recent months to Hawaii, Grand, the Grand Caymans, Mexico, Mexico. During that, during in an entire years, he took more vacations. Should I say in recent months than during his entire years of life as a hospital employed physician? Time is currency, he said. The forty-seven-year-old. Gone as the days when you sign on the dotted line and you can be there just for, wait, 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 no, 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 let me read this right. Gone are the days when you sign on the dotted line and you can be there for just as long as they tell you to be. I don't, I don't, I don't get where, where that's going. We're going to have to dive into that. But here's something else. In February 2023, 21.9 million Americans were working part-time voluntarily, up from 20.47 million the prior year. Meanwhile, some participants in a four-day work week experiment in the UK say there is no amount of money that could make them go back. Lawmakers stateside have taken notice proposing legislation that would cut the standard work week here to 32 hours. What is 32 hours? Is eight times four. Is that what that is? I need a calculator. Um, no, eight. Yeah, eight times. I, I need a calculator because what is this? Eight times four. Yep, that's right. Follow your gut, dude. Uh, it's hard not to look around and wonder, would my life be better if I worked less? Quote, you have this sense of you've taken control of your life, said Kevin Richardson, who works about 25 hours from Monday through Thursday for a small creative agency. You see the work as part of your life rather than the center of it, which I, I am, I shared my grandmother today. I said, if I had enough money to proverbially have a cheese sandwich, that's all I want. Just cheese sandwich. I'm not interested in being the, the head of the, the food chain. I, there might've been a time when, when I felt like I needed that in order to be successful. Those days are long gone. Now I just want my cheese sandwich well, make sure my house is paid for, my bills, make sure Dawn Hester, when she sends that little gimmick in the mail, a little yellow piece of paper, has got some numbers on it. Nine times out of ten, it's in the fold, five digits. Mostly fold, less than that. Well, it's probably like three digits, but that's four times a year. You get what I'm trying to say. We call those assessment taxes or real estate assessments. Mm -hmm. Nonetheless, as long as I got that piece of business taken care of, and and everybody around here is chill. Now, I'm not interested in... in if I'm going to travel, I, I kind of want to go and do my own thing, like in the woods somewhere or or kind of being amongst because people can be draining. But that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. But but not having the stress every day of just that. I, I think that I think that's important. But thinking about stress, this 18 year old wants to uh, take on this stress. Uh, meet the 18-year-old who wants to be Disney's next CEO. Corey, mm -hmm, her name, uh, 
started attempting started attending Disney shareholder meetings in 2008 and has asked Iger what advice would you give to a kid who wants your job? Oh. Uh, Walt Disney Co. Chief Executive Robert Iger has said his top priority is finding his replacement within two years. An 18-year-old Disney superfan from the Phoenix suburbs thinks she would be a strong candidate. And she has already talked to Mr. Iger about the job. Corai, the young fan, has become a regular at annual shareholder meetings. In fact, she has attended every annual Disney shareholder meeting since 2008 when she was three years old. Wow. That's crazy. She has asked Mr. Iger a question. On all but three occasions, including in 2015, when she wondered what advice he would give to her, a kid who wants your job someday. Mr. Iger responded, well, one thing you can do is keep coming to our shareholder meetings, which I don't know if he was just saying that to be sarcastic. Um, her question over the years have ranged from fan concerns such as whether or not Mac, the big rig truck from Pixar movie, cars would appear in the sequel. That Curie or that query came in Oakland, California in 2009. The more to more sophisticated inquiries about Disney's strategy for it's coming slate of animated features. So this girl is really like getting deep down into this. Uh, Miss Corey knows the traits that she wants in the next CEO. When Mr. Iger, who is now 72, replaced Bob, uh, that dude, as CEO and returned to the post in November, he said he wanted to put more power in the hands of creative executives such as studio chiefs quote if you don't love the company or care to know about it then i feel like you're kind of not going to be effective in your job miss Corey said in an interview at our home here in wow you have you have to share the same interests from your shareholders to your fans to the employees this girl is wow She's really interested in this. Huh. I, I'm. Wow. Huh. Let me. Where this is. For a while, we were just joking. Where is Disney going to choose for where? Where is Disney going to choose for our vacation this year? Uh, said Cora's mom an estate lawyer who picks stocks as a hobby, the elder Miss, you know, Borstadt, I think is what her name is, prefers companies that make her favorite products, such as Ford Motor Company. I used to be a part of that. Uh, I wish Cadillac was. Is Cadillac? A, I don't know. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, they got pictures of this girl right here, and it, it's, it's, Cora is the second of three children adopted from China and Taiwan. 
So she's, yeah, she's not, I'm not going to say she's not. Her, most, I, I, don't, I don't even want to make that up. I'm just going to leave that alone. The moral of the story is I am fascinated by this young lady. And I'm interested in really diving into her story. And really trying to understand why she's just so interested in and just being a, a, taken on a job that is literally going to, in some ways, kick your booty. I'm fascinated by that as I'm kicking the trash can down here because for some reason my feet is long. The final piece of business we want to talk about on the way out the door here today is... Uh, pandemic pounds pushed 10,000 army soldiers into obesity. I want to talk about uh, uh, what? What? Oh, they're gonna make us read the article on the web. Uh, yeah, we'll have to go to the web to check this out. Nonetheless, we're gonna talk about that. I, I, when we were talking about um, doing a community park, if you will. This was the thing that came to mind for me. The fact that uh, the pipeline, most folks look at, uh, most folks look at the world from a non-practical stance, especially creative people. Creative people and realists do not get along. And as much as I support creativity and support independent, we talked about independent artists today. The problem that I think we have here in Norfolk is you have creatives on one side and the realists on the other. What I mean by realists is the, the working class. And the working class, man, is how do I get a job? How do I pay my bills? How do I make sure that I'm not put out on the street? But the creatives, the artists, the people over on the other side are basically just like, okay, we're just here to, you know, do our thing and kind of you know, be us, and we're not really interested or thinking about all that good stuff as we, we talked about earlier today. So I looked at it as there, there had to be, in some cases, a pipeline. The pipeline that ran from uh, the projects, not to the prison, but from the projects to sustainable military people. There are people who probably want to serve their country in some capacity, and how do we make sure that we are creating an environment uh, that allows for people to participate in that, particularly in athletics? Because uh, I probably would have had a military career, but the problem with me and my uh, non-military aspirations was I could not pass the fitness test. <laughs> That's just the facts. There's a fitness test out there that that. Uh, the PT test, if you will. And I couldn't get in the Leadership Academy because I couldn't pass it. And so th this has always been, for me, a big struggle that I think that we need to pay more attention to. How, what are we doing to make sure everybody has all the tools to be successful? And the military is a strong way to maintain that success or to gain it. And it's something that's lacking. So we're going, to, we're going to talk about all these different things. I want you to go, if you can, go to the website, heyacdb.com. And in just a few moments after this podcast comes out, somewhere around uh, 8 or 9 o'clock, there's going to be a blog that's going to be released. And it's going to have all this information on it. And my breakdown of the whole day is going to be there. 
and you can go in and check that out. All these stories that we just talked about, uh, we're going to look at in detail in uh, all over there at heyitsitybee.com forward slash blog, I think is what it's called. But you can find it. Just go and search for EDB blogs when you uh, go on the website. Hmm? All right. Uh, we got one more thing to do, and then we're going to get on out of here. On our way out, I want to uh, take a moment for reflection. Push that button here. We're going to take a moment to pause. Think of a place that helps you feel calm. Imagine you're there and bring that feeling into this moment. And press begin. <sighs> a place that makes me feel calm. I'm literally sitting in it. It's my office. It's a place that I can come in. I like to call it my study sometimes. Because you know I got the whole preacher thing going. And I like to come in here and close the door. And just sit here. Kind of imagine what my life can be. Imagine the possibilities, the opportunities of saying. In my space... I think the thing that I remember as a kid that I was enamored with education or teaching, if you will. I loved me some teachers. I just I, I tried to imitate all of my teachers, preachers and teachers were the two things I imitated. And I looked at them and and how they conducted their business and how they set up their life. And and some somewhere that got lost. That that idea. That's why I'm fascinated by our friend Miss Corai, who has maintained her love and fascination. Because somewhere I lost mine. I lost that power, that drive of being an educator, not a teacher. I don't want a teacher because I feel like teachers, their mission statement is to indoctrinate, to kind of make robots to program, but an educator takes the opportunity to empowers people to engage them and that's what I'm interested in and so my happy place is here in this room where I can participate in that in that moment of engagement sitting to this desk with this microphone I can engage the world that's my happy place <sighs> and with that my friends we bring our time together to a close. And I do so by thanking you on behalf of the platform which you've chosen to listen today. And I ask that you do whatever is necessary to make sure you get these pieces of business each and every time they're released to the internet. Thank you for sharing with your communities, for caring for your friends and family. And most importantly, thank you for praying. Not just for the people who lace up the uniform of these states united, but civilized nations all over the world, even the uncivilized ones. I'm trying to tell you, they got kids too. All right. How about we do this again? Tomorrow, Lord willing and the creek don't rise. Till then, for me and mine, unto you and yours. Laters. Spending this money, party with shorties. Spending this money, party with shorties.